Urababakia. Wow. Well, tonight I want to talk about reaching out to the lost. And it just kind of works in well because we've got pre-meetings pre this week and we're going to be reaching out to the lost. But what I want to do is start off with this and, and these often confusion about this, so I want to get it clear right from the start. I want to tell you what God's heart is for the lost and this is it. All saved, none perish. It's as simple as that. God's heart for the lost is all saved, all saved, none perish. So we need to, we, we need to align ourselves with God's way of thinking because that's his heart is that everyone out in the world, everyone in our sphere of influence, everyone that we connect with in our workplace and our schools, God's heart is that they're all saved. And, you know, God is wanting a big family. Amen. You know, the Bible says that, that he wants uh, a family from every tribe, tongue, culture, and nation. And, and I've been to different nations, and many of you here have been to different nations. And it's an amazing to see, you know, people from different cultures worshipping God and, uh, and praying for one another. And it's like, but we've got one thing in common. It's like there's a thread of kingdom DNA that goes through all cultures and, and all tribes and all tongues. And, you know, we've even got different cultures in the church. We've got Sergeant from India. We've got Americans in the church. We've got English in the church. We've got different people in the church, but we all have the thread of kingdom DNA. And, uh, you know, God has made a way that we can all come to Jesus Christ. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 5.8 that says when we were yet sinners or when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, that is just an amazing scripture because I, I think about some of the things I was doing before I was saved and I'm thinking Jesus went to the cross while I was doing that. He went for the cross while you guys here were, were in your sin and uh, we need to realize that, that people out in the world, people that we know, Christ has already died for. He's already died for. The gospel is he, he, he's... He was beaten, he was mocked, he was accused, he was belittled, and then he was finally nailed on a cross, but he did it while we were still in our sin. I mean, that is just a huge amount of love that, uh, that, he, has shown, that he has shown us. And, and uh, wow, you know, our region has lots of lost people in it. I would say uh, on statistics that I've read, about 6% at the most people are saved. And so that's a lot of people that aren't saved. That's a lot of people that God wants in his family. And, uh, and uh, you know, I believe God is wanting to mobilize us afresh, mobilize us toward the harvest, mobilize us to begin to look outside of the four walls and into our community and into the region and into the nation and, of course, the world. And our church has always had a, had a core forth into nations, and that will continue, but there's a fresh mobilization into the harvest field around here. And, uh, you know, even for me specifically, uh, I've just come into a new season in my workplace. So I've spent 10 years in my previous workplace, and I've had an uh, uh, impact in that workplace, but now I've come into a new season in my workplace. So I've got new people around me. I've got a new boss and a, a new, another manager that, that uh, I work with. And, uh, and I can tell you now, already I've brought their names to God. Already I've, been, I've, I've got into prayer, and I've begun to pray for them. And you know what? You know, the amazing thing is that that might have been, I don't know, but that might have been the first time my boss's name has ever been brought up in prayer to the throne room of God. You know, and, and that's the way we need to be thinking with, with everyone we come in contact with that you know is not saved. You need to be thinking, has that name ever been brought to God? Because once that name's brought to God, then he can begin to action, he can begin, begin to pour out a spirit and begin to do, uh, uh, you know, begin to work in their lives on, on, uh, on their behalf. 
But we need prayer. And, uh, but you know, these my experience in the past, these often, these are wrong way to do things and these are right way to do things. Or, or better still, these, these non-productive ways of reaching out to the lost and then these productive ways of reaching out to the lost. And if you've got the Bible, if you've got your Bible tonight, if you want to turn to John 21, verse 5 and 6. And, uh, and we all know the story. The story is when, uh, when uh, Peter decided one night that he'd go out fishing. And five or six of the other disciples said, well, we're going with you. We're going out fishing as well. So they spent all night fishing. All night out in the boat fishing and, uh, and caught absolutely nothing. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not really a fisherman. I've probably been fishing ten times. Ten times. And, uh, and, and if nothing's biting in about half an hour on board, and I want to get back to shore. <laughs> you know, so I'm not really a fisherman, but I could not handle being out all night and catching nothing. You know, that would, that would, just, that would just do my head in. And, uh, but there's a few things I want to pull out of verse 5 and 6. So it says this, Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. You know what? It wasn't until they connected with Jesus that fruit became apparent in their lives. You know, you know what I mean? It wasn't until they actually began to connect with Jesus that fruit came into their lives, that they began to have a harvest. And, uh, and uh, you know, it is so important that everything we do has to flow out of our connection with Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that he is the vine, we are the branches. We have to be connected with Jesus. If we're out doing our own thing and we're not connected, like these disciples are out on the boat, mucking around all night, catching nothing, no connection with Jesus. But immediately as soon as they connected with him and they began to pray and, and uh, that, that, uh, that, um, that fish was caught. So prayer is, a, prayer is a key. We need to be in tune with the Holy Ghost and prayer is absolute paramount. I reckon it's the number one weapon we've got for souls. And... Uh, and uh, we have to uh, prayer. We have to pray. It's a key part of having impact uh, for the lost. We need to align with God, and we need to pray, and we need to pray strong. And uh, you know, it's spiritual warfare. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. It is not some wishy-washy thing when you begin to pray with souls. And if you come to this prayer meeting this week, and we begin to target and begin to pray for souls, you watch how hard that becomes. It's like you've just run a marathon. It's like your prayers are just dropping around to the floor because we're in a major spiritual battle. And, you know, the Bible says, two things here the Bible says that the devil does. One, it says the devil has blinded the hearts and minds of those who unbelieve. And the other thing is that the whole world is under the sway of the devil. They, they are strong biblical statements of the condition of the world. These are our friends. These are our uh, um, neighbours. These are our work. Friends, the Bible says, one, the devil has blinded their heart, blinded their heart, and two, they're under the sway of the devil. So, you know, that's, if those strong biblical statements require a strong response. And that strong response is from us believing God, connecting with God, and then beginning to pray for souls, beginning to pray specifically for the people around you. You know, no one can influence the people around your life that you can. That you, wherever you are positioned here today, the people around you, you can influence them more than I can, more than anyone. Okay, God's wanting us to, to have an influence in our own sphere of influence. So with me, I've got my neighbours, 
I've got my workplace now and, uh, and, and I can now have an influence in those lives and my heart is that I will, but it will begin with prayer, cultivating the ground. You've got to pray. Prayer is so key. And, um, you know, this is no game. There are lives at stake for eternity. Uh, and, and so we need to be serious about prayer. I really encourage you to come out this week and begin to pray, but not just in the prayer, not just through the week. Actually begin to pray in your own personal time. Uh, uh, begin to have a, have a period where you set aside to pray specifically for named people, for named people. And, um, and we, you know, we, need, we need to take authority. You know, we, we can't just pray, Lord, well, can you, can you save Joe that I work with because um, he needs you and then move on. That's, that's not going to do much. There's no faith in that kind of prayer. We need to get serious about praying for people and, uh, and really begin to take authority, begin to name them, begin to take authority of the enemy's work around their heart and lives and, and command the devil to, to release them, that their eyes can be opened to the, to the truth, to the kingdom of light. We need to pray specifically and strong and, uh, and, and effective. You know, James 5.16 says, The effective prayer of a fervent man avails much. So we need to pray strongly and authoritatively. The second thing I can pull out of this is that, you know, Jesus was spot on with his timing. Timing is key to reaching out to the lost. So first, we connect with God, we pray. Second thing is, we've got to, do it, we've got to um, engage people at the right time. So Jesus knew exactly the right time when he said, put the net on the right side. So timing is key. You know, they wasted... The disciples wasted their time all night because they were in the wrong time. They were in the wrong season to catch fish. And one word from, and I looked up on the internet what the best time to catch fish is, and it's early in the morning when Jesus was sitting there early in the morning. Either just on night or, or, or 80% of the comments I saw were first thing in the morning was the best time to catch fish. So they were way out of season. Jesus was spot on, right timing. And you know the Holy Ghost knows the right timing. The Holy Ghost knows the right time, and that's why it's key to be connected with the Holy Ghost, connected with, with Jesus, hearing him, and not just barging in and doing silly stuff because if it's the wrong timing, it won't work. And, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got a testimony of, of a real wrong time and a real right time. And, uh, and I, I remember I, I, I thought, right, uh, my dad needs to hear the gospel, and he needs to hear me pray in tongues, and he needs to get saved. So I just thought, oh, this is going to happen. So, so no timing, hardly any prayer involved. Uh, Sharon and I went around. We had a dinner around at my sister's, and he was there. This is a long time ago. And so we had dinner, and I'm, the whole time there, I'm thinking, right, you know, I'm, just, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to, I'm going to hit him with the gospel, and I'm going to pray in tongues, and he's going to believe. And, all, and, you know, and so the time came. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I'm starting to hit him with the gospel, and and then I said, you know, God gives us gifts speaking in tongues. And I started speaking in tongues to him and, and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, the whole atmosphere just went really weird and heavy. And, and, um, and Dad looked, I mean, I'll never forget it. Dad looked at me and he said, if you did that uptown, son, I'd lock you up. <laughs> and he was right. You know, what am I doing, speaking in tongues to try and prove a point? So that was a wrong timing. Wrong timing. Fortunately, in God's grace, there was a right timing. And he got miraculously saved just before he died. But, you know, that was the wrong timing. So we've got to be, be aware not to jump ahead of the Holy Ghost. I mean, I felt, I felt horrible for a couple of days after that because I just quenched the Holy Ghost <laughs> by jumping ahead. But, you know, then there was another, then there was another time when it was right. And I, um, 
my uncle was dying and I got a word that he was in hospital. And, and I went past that hospital for about four days in a row. And then one day, I kept thinking, I've got to go in and see him. I've got to go in and see him. And then one day, now's the day. So I went in and I kept thinking, now, hey, I'd actually prayed. I'd, I'd um, cultivated in prayer. And I went in. The only thing I was concerned about was that his wife was going to be in the room. And that would prevent me really sharing the gospel and sharing with him. And, um, but anyway, as I'm walking down the hallway, she's walking out. So I'm thinking, yay, you know, she's walking out. And so he said, oh, you know, he's by himself. So I got up to the room there and, uh, and talked to them for about half an hour. And I just, I was looking for an open door to begin to share, not so much share the gospel, but share what had happened with, uh, with my dad and just begin to share God's love for him. And it was so hard getting that door open. It was like every time I'd, I'd, I'd say things like, you know, well, how, do you, how do you feel? You know, you're, you're going to die soon. How, how do you feel about that? And, and he kept changing the story and talking about his family. And this went on for 10 or 15 minutes. It was just this massive battle to try and get, engage him uh, uh, to, to hear what I wanted to say. And then all of a sudden, he just did. I broke through. I kept thinking to myself, I'm not walking out of here until I have an opportunity to leave him to the Lord. I, I'm not going to do it. And I stayed... And all of a sudden, it just broke. All of a sudden, it broke. And I was able to share how, how God, uh, Dad had got saved and how God really loved him and how I loved him too. And, and, uh, and he just began to weep and weep and weep. So all that hardness just melted away. And I shared the love of God and, and, uh, and was able to lead him to the Lord right there on the spot and with tears and weeping and just an amazing breakthrough. But there was contending. There was, there was, you got to hang in there. It was the right time. But it still didn't fly. I still had to contend and get through, you know. And he did die. And, uh, and the amazing thing was, he was an uncle or a family that we didn't have a lot to do with. Um, but he died, and my cousin rang me up, and she said, "Oh, you know, Dad's died." And and uh, but but he he's asked before he died that you speak at his funeral. And so this was an amazing thing because we just had nothing much to do with him. So I went round there, and they they had this poem that they wanted me to read. But and on the morning of the funeral, I rang up my cousin, or she rang up to see. I was getting on, and I said, listen, I've got this poem, but actually I'd like to say a few more words about Laurie before I read the poem. She goes, oh, please do, please do. So it gave me an opportunity in front of all the family just to share some, some uh, great points about Uncle Laurie and to, to honour him, and, and, but just to share our time we had in the hospital and how he had opened his heart up to, to the Lord and how he had received God. and just, just an amazing atmosphere as I was allowed to do that. So, you know, when, it's, when, when the timing's right, God's in it. When, it, when the timing's right, God's in it. And um, so I've got one uncle left. I won't go, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't share all the stories about my uncle, but the, the other one was saved, I, the other one was saved too by a letter. So my dad and his two brothers are saved. They've got one, one uncle left. But you know what? I've prayed for them for years, ever since I've been saved. have always prayed for dad, prayed for him. He got saved. Prayed for, prayer is so key. Don't, underestimate the power of prayer for your friends, for your family. It is the key to salvation is prayer. It moves God's hand to move in their lives. The third thing I want to pick up is, is, is that Jesus had the right strategy. Now, he, Jesus was spot on with the timing, but he was also spot on with what he did. He didn't just tell them what to do, when to do it. He said how to do it. Put the net over the other side. So they put the net over the other side and caught, and, um, and caught lots of, Lots of fish. I mean, it didn't even occur to the disciples while they were out all night to do something different. So one, they were in the wrong time. Two, 
They just kept doing the same thing. They just kept the net on the one side, catching no fish, wondering why they caught no fish. So you see, we need to be connected to God. We'll get strategies with people. There are so many different ways. There's not one method to reach out to people. There are so many different ways you can reach out to people. I mean, here at Bay City, we have different ways uh, that, we, that we reach out to the lost. We've got the prison ministry. We've got Graham and Jesse Hodder on a Saturday night. There's just other ways that we can reach out. For me personally, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm relational evangelism, so I, I build relationships. God's, God's given me the ability to connect with, with wealthy people or connect with gang members. Uh, I can, it doesn't matter. Where I'm working now, I've got, I've got uh, wealthy people that I'm connecting with, and I've got guys that if they're not in gangs, they look like they're in gangs. You know? But, you know, but, but, you know mongrel mob tattoos and stuff like that. But no barrier. We're getting on great already because I can just connect with them because I see their heart. I have a heart for, where they're, for, for, their, for, their, for the way they're lost. There's no difference to me. I can connect with anyone. And, and so for me, it's just connecting with them, uh, building respect, having an influence, and then waiting for the right opportunity. In fact, in fact my boss... And the manager who reports to me, uh, 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 you know what? They're just sinners. I mean, God's got me in the best place ever. You know what I mean? He's got me in the best place ever. I mean, I, you know, we went out for coffee. They're both smoking on cigarettes and looking at every girl that went down the street. And I'm laughing to myself thinking, this is great. You've got me right in the middle of a couple of sinners. That's, you know, this is the, this is the best. You know what I mean? Je- Jesus hung out with sinners. Now, he didn't hang out with them because he agreed with their lifestyle, but he was moved with compassion for their brokenness. You see, Jesus hung out with sinners because he loved them and he felt for them and he wanted them and he, and he wanted to impact their lives and he impacted many lives. And, and if you just read the Gospels and read the different stories of how he reached people and Zacchaeus up the tree and then the woman at the well and different ones, he had a different strategy for each one. It wasn't the same thing. Blind Bartimaeus... You know, everyone he had a different strategy for. And as we connect with the Holy Ghost, he knows how you're wired. God knows exactly how he's wired you and specifically how you can connect with different ones around you. But once again, you've got to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. You need to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and, you know, just one other thing. Don't judge. We've got to not judge people out in the world. You know, the Bible is actually very specific. I was reading in... And 1 Corinthians 5, and Paul had obviously uh, was, uh, was sent the church a letter and was kind of blasting them for sexual immorality and different things that was going on in the church. And then, and then later he kind of must have found out that they started um, not only judging the ones in, but actually judging the ones out in the world that were doing the same thing. And, 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 and Paul said, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying go and judge the people outside the church. Uh, otherwise, you'd have to leave the whole world because everyone out in the world is doing sin anyway. So he specifically said, don't judge people out in the world. You can't judge them. I mean, it doesn't matter whether they're a homosexual. It doesn't matter whether they're, they're into gossip or an idolatry or greedy. They all need one thing. They need Jesus Christ. If they're not saved, it doesn't matter what they're in. We can't judge specific sin. We've just got to reach out to them and love them because, you know what? God's heart is that all saved, none perish. Romans 5.8 says that he has already died for them. While they're in that place of sin, of immorality, whatever they're in, God has already died for them. We need to align ourselves with God's heart. It's so important. You know, I, I hate it when I hear of religious people or judgmental people out in the world offending people because of their judgments. And uh, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to, yes, make a stand of what we believe 
as Christians, but not to judge people out in the world. Now, I just want to leave you with this. Actually, I've already said it. I've already said it. Jesus, he hung out with sinners because he was moved by their brokenness. He was moved with compassion. Now, we need to be moved with compassion for the people, for the people around us, for the ones that are lost. Because you know what? They don't know they're lost. They don't know. But we need to be moved with compassion and reach out to them, be a friend to them, love them, uh, um, and look for opportunities when they come up to share the gospel or share something for them so that, so that you know, they can respond at a certain time. And, you know, we, we, we've, got, we've, got to get out of the, we've got to get out of the thinking that, that um, we have to get everyone saved right on the spot. Um, <laughs> you're going well. Yeah. We've got... <laughs> We've got to get out of the thinking that we've got that, that we have to get everyone saved personally. So you know what? Seeds are the most seeds are power. I've sowed more seeds than I have, obviously led people to the Lord. But it's taking the opportunities to sow seeds, to, to at the right time, to just to share something, and and you know what? Doors and windows open up for people. And uh, you know, in my last workplace, I don't know how many times it'd be I could work with someone for six months and then, and it'd be hard as nails. And you just know his heart, so you wouldn't go there. And then all of a sudden, they just open up like a book. You know, they just open up like a book, and they're soft, and they hear what you say, and they want to, they ask questions, and then, and then afterwards they may close up again. But you've got it in there. The seeds in there. Once the seeds in there, it's incorruptible, and God can do the work. God can do the work. So it's hearing God. It's praying, which cultivates the ground. It's being available and willing to share. You know, the Bible says we need to have. Uh, uh, something to say if someone asks us why we believe in what we believe in. We've got to have something prepared. We need to not be fearful of sharing the gospel or sharing why you encountered Jesus and why you, your life's given to Jesus. We, we, you know, the fear of man is a sneer. The fear of man will prevent us from, from stepping out and, and doing what God's called us to do. We've got to break through any fear and limitation and uh, intimidation that we have. We've just got to break through those Hold on to the Holy Ghost. He will empower us. He will give us the grace to reach out to the world, to reach out to those ones around us and have an impact. Amen? Are you moved by compassion tonight? I want, I want, to, I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. I want you to just think about your own life and the people around your own life. Are you moved with compassion? Is compassion in your heart for them? or you're just going on about your daily life and you're not really thinking too much about those around you, and you, you know, there's, no, there's no heart toward them, there's no care, there's no love. You know, God's wanting to cause a, a compassion to come into our lives. You know, com- compassion will move us to make a response. It'll move you to get up and begin to pray for your neighbour and pray for your school friend. Compassion will move you because... God's heart is that all are saved, none perish. And we know that as we are moved by compassion and we have a desire to see those around us come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that we are in God's will. We don't have to ask about someone whether he needs to be saved. We know God said go. Mark 16 says go into the, go into the nations. Go, go, go and reach out. So we don't have to ask about that, but we do have to do part of it. We have to pray. We have to believe. We have to step out of our comfort zone and share.
just while you all got your eyes closed, I wonder if there's anyone here tonight and you've just heard the gospel. You've heard a message that Jesus Christ died on the, on the cross, that he died right where you are now. He hung on a cross for people that are in sin. We were all in sin. I was in sin. If you're here tonight and, and you don't know Jesus Christ and you'd like to uh, uh, you'd like to meet Jesus Christ and you'd like to be forgiven of your sins and you'd like to begin to start a new life in Him which is a wonderful, joyful life full of the Holy Spirit with destiny and purpose unfolding before you. If that's you tonight, I want you just to wave your hand at me. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you've heard this message and you want to respond, just quickly put up your hand. there's anyone else here tonight and you've given your heart to the Lord in the past but you're way, way away from God. You've gone back into the world. You've gone back into the the things you were doing and you've come back here tonight and God's speaking to you about recommitting your life back to Him, about getting back on board, connecting up with the family of God and walking with Him. If that's you tonight, you just want to give a wave of your hand. Thank you, Jesus. the other thing I want to do is I want to have an older call tonight for those who realise that they've stepped back when it comes to souls that they've stepped back in their own life and there's no passion there's no desire there's no compassion anymore for those ones around them that they're just kind of living life and just getting on with things and not worried about others around them or where they're going and that people are going to hell around us people are dying but you're just focusing on your own life and uh, you're thinking man I'm stirred up tonight. I'm stirred up tonight because I know God's speaking to me about getting a fresh passion for the lost. You know, you, you'll never have an influence in the, in the world around you unless you're passionate to see people saved. And I believe if you're passionate for God, if you want to be passionate for God, what comes with that is a passionate to see souls saved. If you know tonight you've fallen away from that place of of uh, of of that desire to see people saved, I'd like you to come up the front. We want to pray for you. We want to impart faith in your life. We want to impart the fire of God in your life to see you uh, become Holy Ghost champions and soul winners. If you're here tonight and, and, and you know that, 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 these, that these certain fears around your life that are stopping you stepping out, like if you've got a fear of man or these just you're afraid to share the gospel because you don't know what to do or you don't know what to say or you're afraid because of what other people would think or what your school friends think, then I want you to come up the front tonight. We can pray for you and we'll begin to stand with you and we're going to break fears off your life that will hinder you having an impact for God. God doesn't want you bound up in fear. He wants you released to be all you can for Him. If that's you tonight, I want you to come up the front. I know these, I know these people here tonight that fear holds them back Fear holds them back from reaching out to the lost people. That's you tonight. Come up. Come up. I know there's many people here that have fears that are holding them back. If you, if you know that you've lost that passion for lost people, you need to come up the front tonight. We're going to lay hands on you and release the fire of God on you. Know, I know these people here that have lost that passion, lost that desire for souls. Why don't you come up the front tonight? Come, Holy Spirit. 
No, God will move on your life tonight. God can cause a, a, a passion and a desire for the lost to come in your heart. If you're willing, if you, if you acknowledge that you've moved away from that place, you know, this message I'm preaching, I'm preaching for myself as well. It is so easy to get into a place of, of just concerning with your own life and, and, and what you're doing and not, what, not, uh, uh, being, uh, uh, not seeing what's around you and having compassion for them. So I'm speaking to myself as well. Come, come. I know there's many more that, that just need to be stirred up. You know, we need to be stirred up for the lost tonight. We need to be stirred up. God is wanting us to touch this region. He's wanting us to touch the city and nation that we can have an impact. You know, these people around in your sphere of influence that need you. These people in your lives that need you praying for them. Just start off with praying for them. Make a commitment this week to pray for people. When you just close your eyes, I'm just going to pray over you and then our leader's going to come and we're just going to minister to you. We're going to pray over you and impart fresh faith, fresh fire around your lives. Lift your hands to the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for everyone that's come up here tonight. Father, I thank you that your heart is for the lost. Father, we can declare your word that says, all save, none perish. Lord, today we align ourselves with your word. We align ourselves with your word that says, go, preach the gospel to every creature. Father, we align ourselves with your heart that says, all save, none perish. Father, we align ourselves with you and we say, Father, Lord, give us the faith where we have no faith to reach out. Father, inspire us. Give us the compassion we need, Lord, to reach the lost, to reach the people around our lives. Father, we pray for a spirit of boldness to come upon us. Lord, we declare no fear over our lives. Father, we love us. No fear will exist. Lord, Father, give us the ability. Give us the passion, the desire, Lord, to step out and begin to share with other people. Father, we pray right now for open doorways with, amongst all those people around us. Lord, we ask for windows of opportunity to share the gospel. Father, we ask that we'd be in tune with your spirit. Lord, that we would move in right timing. Lord, we would have the right strategy. Father, we would be uh, connected to you and all that we do, Lord, that we could have maximum impact. Father, we bless you and honour you, Lord. And Father, our heart is that we would see your kingdom extended. And that, Lord, the kingdom of darkness pushed away and the kingdom of life and the kingdom of light come. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Great. One of our leaders can just come up and get a minister to these people. Oh, man.